2 Thessalonians chapter number 1. Second Thessalonians chapter number 1. And we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, under the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and, in, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace. Have you prayed for grace and peace in anybody's life this week since Thursday night? Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Now that's a great testimony for a church. Their faith is growing exceedingly. Can that be said of our church? And the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Now that's another good quality of a church. Love in the church one to another aboundeth. Oh, and by the way, uh, Ming Wei and Emily, um, they moved into their house. Um, yesterday, they were able to buy a house in Coquitlam, and that's a... That's an exciting thing. So congratulations, Mingwei. That's awesome. And, um, and so we need to celebrate every time God does something uh, special like that. For some, I remember when Metro started, we'd have 60 people at church, and we'd have like four cars in the parking lot. And we would celebrate every time someone got a car. And so um, let's, let's, let's be thankful when God blesses um, people in our church. Let's be thankful. And then it's verse 4, so that we ourselves glory in you <coughs> in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. So they were going through persecutions and tribulations, but they faced him with patience <coughs> and faith. Verse 5, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which ye also suffer. We are citizens of the kingdom of God and, and when we suffer persecution, when we suffer tribulations, we are suffering as citizens of the kingdom of God. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Folks, God keeps track. And I, I, don't, I don't believe we in this room have suffered much persecution. But there are places in the world where people suffer greatly for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They suffer greatly. But you know what? God keeps track. God keeps track. And it says, verse 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel 
of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. You know, the, 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 one of the key facts in God's judgment is people that are judged, they don't want anything to do with God. They don't want anything. Folks, we've gone six, I think five or six times to every house in the radius of this building. Are people banging down the doors to get to Jesus? No. Now that doesn't mean we give up on them. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want them saved. But God's not going to break down the door and come into people's lives. They have to willingly open the door of their heart to Jesus. But it says, when, verse 10, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe. You know, that's a beautiful... What are we going to do in heaven? We're going to admire Jesus Christ for eternity. I, I almost thought tonight that we would all share something we admire about Jesus and we would have a little piece of heaven. Because that's, what, that's what's going to happen in heaven. We're going to worship Christ for all of eternity. Because our testimony among you is believed in that day. So Tonight's message is entitled, When Will Christ be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. When will Christ be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels? Well, we see here he's going to come in flaming vengeance. Now, let's read about that in Revelation chapter 19, and then we'll answer the question, when is it going to happen? He's going to come in flaming vengeance, Let's read about it here in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains 
and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. They both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So Christ will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, and all those that have gathered together to fight against him will be destroyed, and the Antichrist and the false prophet will be cast into hell. Christ will be revealed from heaven in vengeance. But when will this happen? Well, there's three things that must happen before this event. Uh, first of all, turn to Revelation chapter 12. It will happen after Satan persecutes Jewish believers for 1260 days. That's three and a half years. Look at Revelation chapter 12. <coughs> And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman. The woman is, is a reference to the nation of Israel. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. Upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born." It was always Satan's plan to destroy the Christ child. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days." So this woman, Israel, will flee into the wilderness and will seek refuge for three and a half years. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought with his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So one-third of the angels followed Satan. Verse 10, And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength 
and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. There will be those that will be saved during the tribulation period that will be faithful to the Lamb. And they'll be faithful to the death. Satan will be uh, a, a full-out persecution. And many believe that he, um, he, will, he will use a guillotine because there will be so many that will lose their life during this time. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in the earth. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. He knows he only has three and a half years. And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. Why is Israel hated? Because it's through Israel that Jesus came forth. And Satan hates Jesus. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she, she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. So there's going to be many of these Jewish people that will be miraculously saved during the Great Tribulation period. And the serpent cast out his mouth, cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. In the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, there will be many Jewish evangelists that will put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And many will turn to Jesus. There's not many Jews today that turn to Jesus, but one day, many will. And so this great persecution against Jewish people by Satan, it has to happen before the final event when Christ returns. What else has to happen? The Antichrist has to demand worship for 42 months. Look at Revelation chapter 13. The Antichrist, he is also called the Beast, will demand worship for 42 months. And if you don't worship the Beast during those 42 months and you're caught, it's curtains. It's instant death. Look at Revelation chapter 13. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of, the, of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power. So Satan gave him power and his seat 
and great authority. Now, now we're going to come back to Revelation 13. Look at Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. You notice there that, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, his feet were as feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion. Well, you're going to see a parallel here in Daniel chapter 7. <clears throat> in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw my vision by night. And behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Commentators believe this is a reference to the nation that was in power at the time, the Babylonians. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear. And many commentators believe that this is reference to the Medo Persian Empire. And it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. That's why, Miss Tiffany, I'm not excited about bears in your backyard, because um, they, they take ribs and they put them in their mouth. And you've got more than three ribs. So um, don't, have they got rid of that bear yet? I heard something on the news about a bear but I don't know if it was about the Coquitlam bear that's in her backyard. Um, but never trust a bear. Never trust a bear. Um, verse 6, After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard. And this is a reference to the Greek kingdom under Alexander the Great, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. And the beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After that I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. And it is believed that this is a reference to the mighty Roman empire. Verse 8, I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in his horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. This little horn is a reference to the beast of Revelation chapter 13. Verse number 9, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. There seems to be a lot of parallels here from 
Revelation chapter 19. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And you can read about that in Revelation of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands worshiping the Lamb, worshiping this Ancient of Days. And I beheld then, because, verse 11, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, so this Antichrist will speak great words, I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. What does it say in Revelation 19? He will be cast into the burning flames of hell. Verse 12, as concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom, and all the people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So one day Jesus will set up a kingdom that will not be destroyed. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto, unto them that stood by and asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. The Babylonians, the Medo-Persians, the Greeks, the Romans. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet, and of the ten horns that were in his head. Many believe this are ten nations that make up the, the divided Roman kingdom. The Roman kingdom was never conquered, but it was divided into ten kingdoms. Now it's many more, but one day they will reunite. And the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom the three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows, I beheld in the same horn, made war with the saints. He made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Those three and a half years, he made war with the saints and he prevailed against them. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, <coughs> and shall devour the whole earth, 
and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of his kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. And another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand, notice this again, until a time and times and the dividing of times. He will have full power of this earth for three and a half years. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all the dominion shall serve and obey Him. One day everybody will obey Jesus. Now do we see that in Canada today? Is there a consensus of obedience to Jesus in our country? No. But one day there will be. I can't wait to live in that Canada. It'll be a wonderful Canada. Verse 28, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my, cog my, my cogitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. You know, Daniel didn't have to watch TV. He just had to have a vision, and he got troubled in his heart. Um, so back to Revelation 13. Revelation 13. When will Christ be revealed? After Satan persecutes and wears out Jewish believers for three and a half years. After the Antichrist demands worship for 42 months. We'll see that in Revelation 13. Now, this has not happened. Um, yet, um, look at verse, verse number 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. So he was, he was destroyed but then he was, he was miraculously healed. And they worshipped the dragon. They worshipped Satan, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. There's three and a half years again. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given to him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So he rules over all kindreds, all tongues, and all nations. And all that dwell upon the earth 
shall worship Him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as, he, as a dragon. Many believe this second beast is the false prophet. And he exercises all power of the first beast before him. And he causeth the earth and them that were dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceiveth them that dwell in the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And so everyone will have to have an image of the beast. Verse 15, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And we know that technology has been around probably for decades now. A microchip... Uh, a, an infrared tattoo or something can be easily put in your forehead or in your arm. And without that mark, it says, verse 17, and that no man might buy or sell save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And you see, folks, this is the plan for digital currency. And... That's what, that's what the one world government people want to do. They want us to have one world currency. Why? Because the mystery of iniquity doth already work. This isn't just going to happen. Um, it's going to be instituted during that three and a half years. But the technology has to be in place. And it is in place. Verse 18, here is wisdom. Let him that underst hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. So when is Christ going to be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels? After Satan persecutes Jewish believers for three and a half years. Now we see with this, um, this recent attack by Hamas, on, on Israel, most world leaders are standing up and say Israel has a right to defend itself. Well, that won't be the case in Revelation chapter 12. Nobody will stand with Israel. Nobody will stand with them. They won't be destroyed, but nobody will stand with them. Who's going to win the war? Israel's going to win the war. Why? Because they don't lose. They will not lose. 
They will be greatly persecuted, but they will not lose. That's God's land. That's where Jesus will set up His kingdom. <clears throat> but when? Look at 2 Thessalonians. When will the Antichrist, when will he be revealed? When will he be revealed? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him. There's going to be a gathering together unto Jesus of those that believe in Him. Go back, to, go back a page to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That means dead. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Jesus is coming to rapture us in the clouds. A trumpet will sound and we'll be out of here. We'll be out of here. Satan will not be, um, the Antichrist will not be revealed until we're out of here. Now he may be living on the earth, before um, he has to be living on the earth because he won't be a baby. He'll be a grown-up. Um, he'll be an adult. I don't know how old he'll be, but um, he'll, be, he'll be on the earth long before the rapture, but he will not be revealed. It tells us here in 2 Thessalonians, verse number 2, that ye be not soon shaken <coughs> in your mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The man of sin, that is the Antichrist. Verse 4, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. There will be a temple rebuilt in Israel. There's not a temple rebuilt yet. There's a Muslim mosque that's there that has to be removed before the temple will be built. Because when the Antichrist come, he will sit in that temple demanding worship. Verse number 5, Remember ye not, when I was yet with you, I told you these things. 
And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. What is it that holds the Antichrist back from showing himself? Verse 7, For the mystery of iniquity all doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. There's a powerful force in this world. It's called the Holy Spirit of God. And he dwells within believers. And what is it that holds back wickedness in this world? It is the salt and light of believers. You look in Canada today, the people on the front lines standing against the changing of morality are Christians. There are others that are standing with them, but the people on the front lines are Christians. You know, we, we just read that Satan wants to change laws. He wants to change the very foundational laws of God. Where do we see that in this gender fluidity? What are God's laws on gender? Male, female, period. But Satan, he wants to change laws at the very foundation. But guess what? There's a great power in this world indwelling believers. It's called the Holy Spirit of God. And it is withholding. Now, iniquity is working. It's gaining speed. It's gaining power. But there's a force holding it back. You know, who's fighting against digital currency and and more surveillance and against our freedoms taken away? Christians. Christians. That's the salt of the earth holding this back. But guess what? As soon as we're out of here, there'll be nothing to hold Satan and his power back. <clears throat> it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in right and unrighteousness. Oh, many, 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 many. Many will believe Satan's lie. Many believe them today. Our, our, our world lives on Satan's lies. But when, when, the, when the Christians are gone, guess what? They're going to believe his lies even more. And so... When will Christ be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels? After Satan persecutes Jewish believers for 1260 days. After the Antichrist demands worship for 42 months, three and a half years. And the last thing I'm going to show you tonight is in Revelation 16. After the kings of the earth are gathered to the valley of Armageddon. We see this in Revelation 16 and verse 12. 
One of the vials of God's wrath is the sixth vial. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, that's Satan, out of the mouth of the beast, that's the Antichrist, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. That is when Christ will return. He will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. It's not going to happen three and a half years from now. The tribulation period is seven years. The great tribulation is the last half of those seven years. And so um, we can look any moment for the rapture because the man of sin will not be revealed until we're out of here. But we will not be here when Christ returns and splits the eastern sky and comes with his mighty angels bringing judgment upon this earth. And so, um, when will Christ be revealed? There are, many, there are many indicators in the Word of God. And, you know, the things happening in the Middle East... They're precursors to these greater events that are still going to happen. It's a miracle Israel exists. Look at a map. I looked at a map today. Here's Israel. And there's the Arab world. There's the Muslim world. And there's Israel. But guess what? They're God's people. So they're going to survive. They're going to survive. Let us pray that many would turn their hearts to Jesus Christ. You can talk to Brother Shanann. There's many Muslim people that turn to Jesus Christ every day in the, in the Islamic world. You know, if there's a seeking heart, Jesus will reveal himself to them. And they know about Jesus. The Jews know about Jesus. And God, God can make himself real to them if they'll open their heart to him. And so let's pray for many many souls to be saved. And um, let's, look, let's look at the world um, through the lens of, of the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank You <coughs> that You're an omnipotent God and You're an all-knowing God and You know the future. Lord, I must confess, I, when I watch the news, it troubles me. It, it breaks my heart. Lord, I can't imagine living in a place with so much death and so much tension and so much fear. Lord, I'm so privileged to live in Canada. And we pray, Lord, that many souls, even today, would be saved. That these um, terrible atrocities, war itself, 
Lord, would turn many hearts to Jesus Christ. I pray you'd bless um, the, the preachers that preach on the internet, the preachers that preach on, the, on, the, on satellite radios and, and, and spread the gospel message in all of these countries uh, where, where we cannot go. God, we pray you'd open hearts. And Father, help us to look up and help us to be faithful. And Lord, help us to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everybody we know. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand to our feet. The piano will play. <coughs> Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know for sure that when Jesus comes in the clouds and blows his trumpet, you don't know if you'll be part of that rapture. But you'd like to know that you have a part in it. You'd like to know that you're saved. You'd like to know that you'll escape the wrath of the Antichrist. If you're here tonight and you're not sure you're saved, but you would like someone to take a Bible and show you how to be saved, raise your hand. Is there anyone like that? And we'll have someone take a Bible and show you from the Bible. never more important for us to advance the gospel than it is now. You know, our future isn't about getting a comfortable building. Our future is about spreading the gospel in Burnaby and around the world. That's our purpose. A building would be a great tool to help us in that purpose. That's our great purpose. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being in the house of the Lord tonight.